0: You're listening to air M.D., G.E.D., Underground Cartoon Therapy. What's up, guys? So I had to break into this fucking evil facility that fucking is making the virus. And with my little know-how, I'm going to save everybody on the fucking whole planet. Oh, I got it. Yeah, man, fuck yeah. And I get to make a podcast. This is it. Alright, let me get the fuck out of here. Okay, according to my little Radio Shack fucking GPS fucking thingy. There's about fucking 50 bad guys up here who are trying to cock block me, so I'm gonna have to start fucking hurting some motherfuckers. Well, let's get fucking rolling. Oh, yeah. Finally. Let's see you guys spread some fucking virus now, motherfucker.
1: Mm. Uh, 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 uh,
0: Crack your fucking skull open. Watch this. I'm going to shock your fucking nuts with my fucking electro-baton, motherfucker. Meanwhile, while I'm killing these guys, I'm going to introduce my brother. No, I'm recording the podcast while I'm taking you guys out. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, everybody's got to fucking be a big mouth. Haven't talked to my brother in about five years. He's my real fucking brother. You're going to hear it all. On the two hour fucking Adam Air MD GED has a fucking brother episode. (laughs) (laughs) When I smoke the rest of this fucking bullshit weed and kill these guys and report and record a podcast, how am I capable of doing so many great things at once? Thanks to Anchor. I can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Anchor! Take them out. Oh, yeah. A little gunplay. <laughs> I'll fucking kill these motherfuckers. I guess you're holding my brother hostage in the next room. Hmm. Last fire. Alright, let's go get my brother.
2: Alright, fuck! What are you doing here, man? I got this shit!
0: Ah, fudge. We'll be right fucking back. <sighs> when I wake up, man, I can get grouchy. If the dog needs fed, the kids are off to school. My wife's off to who knows where today, and the cat's looking at me kinda weird. I'm not doing anything until I get my coffee. Oh, that sweet morning reward.
1: Suddenly I smell the overwhelming robust beans that fill the air. I finally get to put my mouth to a cup and I spring
0: to life like a festival in Venezuela. The same place that Duncan Hills carefully hand-selects the finest beans for not only the best coffee in the world, that's the best part of my day. Duncan Hills Coffee. The best coffee in the world, Oklahoma. All right, now back to the fucking show.
1: Three!
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, how many, how many licks does it take to get in the center of a Tootsie Pop tootsie roll a wise old Owl?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking, uh... And the turtle is the one that snaps it, right?
2: Yeah, he does. He's like...
0: The turtle prof. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mr. Todd Brown.
2: Uh, you, Madam it's a
1: pleasure to be with
0: you today, sir. You are uh, someone that I, I didn't necessarily think I would have had the opportunity, and we've had fallouts, we're not going to launch into that, that's not what this is about, but I just am thankful that we're a couple of people who are able to actually be real friends and really understand what each other was going through and be there for each other, you know? And I just, that is such a fucking rare thing right now, especially in my life. Cause I'm pretty hardcore about if you draw first piss, not you, but yeah. the person, if they draw first piss, uh, I'm going to be fucking up. I'm going to fuck you around. And, uh, <laughs> and if, um, and if, uh, it's something I did, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna ask for forgiveness because I'm fucking ill, and I know it's symptomatic, man. And um, I'm not purposely being malicious. I just got brain damage, technically, because that's what PTSD is. It's when your you know frontal uh, cortex is fucking got this dark area over it. It's damaged. You can do the MRI over it, and you can see the damaged area. It's physically damaged. You know, and I think that, you know, we both have those dark areas in that MRI.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: And um, that's why I created the show, Todd, because, you know, I was doing that bastard son shit with that fucking little prick, fucking Tyler Nacho. Yeah. That fucking windbag, fucking Powerpuff Girl motherfucker.
2: Well, hey, bygones are bygones. You are my oldest, dearest friend on this planet. Yeah. And there are many things to be said about the value of that and how we have always, I don't know, I always felt like our we were just two punk rock kids that, you know, neither one of us were very good at lying to girls or skateboarding. So we <laughs> were like drawing music and we were the creative nerds in a way. That people respected because they couldn't do what we could do. Yeah. It seemed like everybody had the curb grind skill, and everybody could, you know, fly to girls on Carolina Beach pick up pussy, but you and I were like a different breed, you know. We were like, eh, whatever, you know, we'll get to that, sure. We were more interested in a creative outlet, seeing the world for what we really believed it really was, and come. To Fucking think about it to go full circle, you know, nearly thirty-seven years, man. uh, We were right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs)
2: That's That's
0: what what I've been saying.
2: (laughs) So far as to say we were always right. Fucking wrong, man. And we weren't wrong. And we saw value in people and how people shit on that and. That's the real currency, is the love for another human being. And if you spend it wisely, your bank account will be full. If you waste it and you squander it, you'll die alone. We both are afraid of that. And that's why we've always been good to each other. Despite going through our shit, man. Yeah. You know, I never stopped loving you and never stopped thinking good on you and hoping you were okay. Because you know you, you were the transient punk, and I was more of the urban punk,
0: <laughs> right? And, and I, yeah, I,
2: I couldn't. That. You know, I always felt like it's fraud because here I am living it up in an apartment, getting showered, eating every day. You know, and I'm like, my fucking brother is out there riding fucking trains, starving.
0: I never did a train, dude. I'll be. Hey, I never rode a train. Did you know I, that?
2: You no, know, I always envisioned you doing that. With those um,
0: nope, always a hitchhiker, man fuck trains no i'll spray paint on a train
2: yeah. that's, that's a very very dangerous world and i know people that lived in that building.
0: yeah no i didn't ever want you to think i was riding them and i knew a lot of people at my age were saying that they were and, and they weren't and i was no, just like those- it's ridiculous dude why lie about being a hobo dude that's fucking dumb
2: it
0: was dumb. <laughs> remember that whole phase, though? Oh, I just got off the rails. No, you didn't, dude. You took a greyhound out here from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the urinal year old, year old mint patty fucking expressed, you know? I
2: you were playing, dude. That's how you got here. <laughs> you got here
0: out on a dog, son. But, uh, <laughs> <you> <laughs> um, no, man. And I know um, over a period of time. Now, we just got to be honest with these guys. We're fucking we're brothers. We are
2: brothers. We're our brothers. Uh, till the very end. And uh, and then beyond, you know? I mean, this we, ain't over.
0: We got to tell them the truth, though, about the brother.
2: The brother, yeah. You know, when you realize you had a sibling you never met, and you, you're standing in your high school, and you meet a kid from the same fucking neighborhood town you're from in North Carolina, ding, 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 ding fucking. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> In
0: common. No, and uh, I'll never forget it, man. Over at your house when your mom—I met your mom and Jackie for the first <laughs> time.
2: And, oh my god! It all came out that evening. I was like, "Kid Adam, stay the night." And you were like, "Yeah, yeah." And so,
0: well, she pulled out. To- she pulled out a joint, and you were like, "Mom, don't fucking offer that hippie shit to my friends."
2: Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> We, we really never did any we never did
0: any no we were straight edge
2: yeah we were like nah we're not doing that. I don't
0: know if you were straight edge I didn't know if you drank
2: I drank a little but it was only because the, the older rednecks made me do it
0: yeah that that makes sense man because by the time I, the day I turned 16 dude I lit my first camel right and I was but just I like I
2: smoking before you I was I was definitely smoking way before you and uh Shouldn't have ever started. That's but anyway. Yeah, that I'll never forget finding out that we have the same DNA coursing through our veins and the story of oh dear, really. like I can't. Do you want me to tell it? Chalk it up to fucking African City bike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: guess supposedly my my dad met your mom, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I don't know what was going on there but uh, there was some backroom Pink Floyd at the fucking Cleveland Coliseum action supposedly I guess um, <laughs> my dad got you um, and then so Vicky was like, oh my god you guys are brothers I was like yeah right that shit ain't happening in my fucking family and then uh, and you didn't believe it and she was like well where's your dad right now I was like he's down at the on the island. And so fucking, yeah. um, he came down. He actually came down. I didn't even think he would come down, uh, but he did. And when he got there, um, he he was he he looked at uh, your mom and went, "Vicky." Yeah. And was- that's how we knew, man. And <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh shit,
0: fuck. And then he, and then he said, "Is this your son?" And you like, yeah. And Adam's my brother, so any dad of his is pretty much a dad of mine. And I kicked you with the fucking boot.
1: Yeah, you're like, shut up. <laughs>
0: and I ran to the fucking kitchen, cried, We kept the secret for fucking the whole time. He never knew.
2: No, he
1: really
0: he never we knew. Always, we always say
2: we're, we're, we're brothers, we're brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we brothers, we're brothers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: they we never whatever. fucking believed it. They were just like, Well, you know, when we first met we didn't know. And they gotta be fair, you know, it's we like we didn't know. Hey, we're both from Akron, Ohio. You know?
2: i <laughs> talking about Akron because like, you're like, I'm from Ohio, and I'm like, where? And you're like, Akron. And I was like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> Akron. Like,
2: I'm from Tenmore, and you're from Garfield, right? Yeah. That, that's just Stone's Throw Bay. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. It's, it's the fucking highway right away, man.
2: Yeah. Right, right down, uh, what is it? 20... Uh, uh, 20- uh it's like
0: 21 621, 621. 821. <laughs> 821 there it is there it is um but uh that that one corner over there you know it's um Kenmore was where my aunt Beth that was my dad's sister lived over there
2: that's I grew up top of the hill in Kenmore
0: I think you went to school with my cousins man Jenny and John
2: yeah I think I think our parents went to school together at um I don't remember where Pops went to school, but Mom went to Kemmer High. I don't know. I wouldn't begin to know that he was bussed all the way to Kenmore from there, but it's a possibility. I don't know if they knew each other in high school.
0: Well, this is a good – I like how he just eased into the Northeast Ohio episode part two like I wanted to do. And uh, any-o,
2: any-o, it's a,
0: this is a good thing to talk about right now, Akron. Because it relates to the stasis uh, that the country's in, and the, the example happened in Akron, right? When Reagan shut down all the tire factories.
2: All the t- you know what? The last time I went, I went. I always go for a drive,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I've been semi regular a few years back because I was building and helped running a studio in working for a friend of mine. But he since sold it. Um, but the last time I went back, I went down to Tire City, you know, like Firestone there mm-hmm. and it's just all gone, Adam. And um, Yep.
1: Yep, sad. It's
2: all gone, boarded up. There's no cars in the parking lot. The windows are all broken out of the tire factories.
0: Junkies have already <laughs> ripped out the <laughs> copper plumbing out of it long ago.
2: It's, it's everything you can think of, it's, it's like the old – people don't realize that the, the rubber companies, the ball bearing manufacturers, both military and civilian, uh, all of the um, the 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 NASA interiors of all ever since the lunar landings, they built all those NASA interiors for all those modules right there in Akron.
1: Yeah.
2: And. Um, like I had, I had an uncle, I call him an uncle, my uncle Jimmy. He uh he passed away from a stroke, badly enough, about five years ago. Sorry. But man. he grew up as a sewing boy. He, he worked one of them big ass hundred foot long tables running a three noodle a three a three needle jukey at the end, putting all these interiors together for like the blimps. Um he did all of that, like oh, he sewed all that stuff together. And in the about mid '80s, that all that dried up. And like my grand, my my grandparents were all Goodyear tire retirees. Well, granddad, both my granddads were. And my grandmother was uh, head of nursing at Green Cross Hospital in Barberton. <laughs> you know, so we got a little Barberton in us too, but. That's yeah, technically where here. I was
0: born, was Barberton. Yeah,
2: same here. I was born in Barberton.
0: Barberton Memorial.
2: Yeah, Green Cross Hospital in Barberton.
0: That's, that's it. So
2: cool. That's it. Yep. We were both born in the same fucking hospital.
0: <laughs> Didn't even know it, man. It's
2: crazy. Oh um, God, that's so a fucking lot of weird. You're born there because Akron General is too far away. Yeah, the,
0: the that's true. Town. Yep, you have to go all the way over to the old what by Chapel Hill. Was it Chapel Hill or Rolling Anchors?
2: Rolling Egg, well, Rolling Eggers is in Kenmore, but.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, looking at like uh, Norton. Okay. Norton is like fucking Route 8 going <laughs> 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 to Caucasian Falls. And um, so, yeah, you're, all the babies in that area are born in Barbinson, the Barbinson Magics. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I
1: forgot that. about that.
2: Where are they? the Kenmore mm. Cardinals? And, uh, yeah, but it's all, like, boarded up and gone. Um, yeah. I am happy to report that the boulevard in Akron received a huge boost of, for lack of better word, gentrification. I mean, they weren't pushing anybody out. There was just nobody there. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: All, it's There's, there's no one to push out. Yeah. Yeah,
2: was, yeah no one left to push out, really. Mm-mm. Um but all the businesses, like down the boulevard, became something again, and it looked good. the last time I was there. I was really proud of that little because that's Methmore now. as people call it. Methmore. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> Methmore.
0: Fucking great.
2: Yeah, but you know, because you know, it's it's got a, a contingent. I call it the contingent of local intelligence, and I'm using that word loosely. Um, most of these those kids are all on Oxycontins and heroin, dude. It's just a sad state of affairs. Mm. Shit, while I was there, a friend of mine died of heroin. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? My just now? No, it's like, last time I was there. Like, three years ago. damn, dude, yeah, three fuck. Years with family and and uh, it was like, while I was there, this dude I knew the you and mm. found, I found out from my other, my other friends close to him because you know I live here I don't know anybody up there anymore but because I was hanging out with it I knew they were like yeah that dude has been a junkie for 20 years and I'm like what god
0: damn we'll be right back
2: Someone's come for a nutritious breakfast. What? Hello, my name is Boo. Oh, yes. Let me finish. Booberry. My ghostly good
0: blueberry flavored cereal, Booberry, is part of this complete breakfast. Oh, oh gee, you, Booberry. Frankenberry's got strawberry flavored marshmallows. Cultrocular's got chocolate marshmallows. But I've got blueberry flavored marshmallows. Frankenberry. Cultrocular. And Booberry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the new Ford Pandera we took the time to find out what's comfortable for you Engineered by people who care enough to get you where you want to go, safely and on time with dual gear suspension and aerodynamic support, it's no wonder the Ford Pandera is winner of the best automotive awards for four years and running. for you and the family you love trust Ford made by people for people Now we turn.
2: I found out my first girlfriend passed away from cancer. In Akron? Yeah, I just read this the other day. I was looking for her, and I thought, after Nikki McClung is on Facebook, and I found her, and I was like, yeah, that's got to be her photo. That looks like her. Yeah. And then she had sadly died, like, three years ago. It was, like, hmm. kind of. Rare brain cancer, and I'm like, that's unfortunate. So, it, anyway, there's Margaret Park School is gone. Which is oh, okay, family. yeah. It's it's a they built a new school there.
0: You know, our uh, dad went out with Chrissy Hine, right?
2: Yeah, was only my mom knew Chrissy I
0: was like, my mom could have been Chrissy Hine. You fucked up! Holy yeah, shit!
2: I know, right? dad.
0: Dude, I would have loved to have been a, the Pretenders entitlement, Brad. Dude,
1: that
2: you know. our parents were friends with all those kids. <laughs> because, you know, they were local Akron musicians, and of course, so was our parents. And it's like, okay, well, and then when she left for London, I guess she didn't come back. No, nope. yeah, she totally. Uh, it was my,
0: it was our dad's fault too that she didn't come back, and that she probably did convert to being a lesbian. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I'm fucking around anyway. Uh, that was a joke.
2: That's conjecture.
0: That is uh, opinionated. She's a pretender. (laughs) Mm. What about... uh, Okay, food. Can we talk about fucking food in Akron for a minute? In In that northeast corner? Okay. The Diamond Cabaret.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you know how they do the steaks there?
2: Oh, well, tell me.
0: They fucking hang the meat in the back of this fucking place for fucking 160 years, bro. Oh,
1: yeah. And so, it fucking, yeah.
0: it just molds. Yeah. And it's got that mold over it, and they carve it off, and it's the fucking most succulent fucking steak motherfuckers ever ate. Yeah. I can't believe it. That place is still there. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. And then, uh, that that's a landmark. Barberton, uh, okay. White House chicken.
2: Still there. I ate there when I was there last.
0: Me too. That was, uh, uh, I think it was like 17. And then, um, they, okay, you know how they do that chicken? They, uh, it's Portuguese. Well,
2: so it doesn't, yeah. It, or I, Actually, I heard it was, uh, um, it's Serbian.
0: Maybe that's it. That's
2: it, the Serbians.
0: Some kind that's of.
2: That's the hot rice Serbian recipe.
0: Yep, and it comes with the rice and the, and the hot sauce. And,
2: yep, uh, uh, oh, that shit's so good. The red uh, bread, oh God, man. Those kinds so- of
0: uh, fries, that how they cut it and the way they cook it. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. And George Washington fucking came with his ass all the way to Delaware, to Barberton, Ohio, to have that fucking chicken.
2: Just to have their chicken, yeah. And that's why they call it White House. Yep. It's a, there's a plaque in there about how the president ate here. <laughs> wow. Um, uh in Kenmore, Rocco's Pizza is still fucking rocking,
0: dude. Mm, I remember, dude. Oh. There's,
2: nothing, there's nothing like an overly cooked burnt pizza. <laughs> I'm, so good, though. I'm like, I don't get it. This is really good.
0: I remember this place off Brown Street uh, over in Garfield that was called uh, Golden Crust.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: God. It's like this kind of fucking imaginary pizza that doesn't really fucking exist kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Mm, those are the best ones.
2: Oh, there's, um, as like. Hampshire. oh, yeah. So I lived next door to that place in that big house growing up. Mm. Top of Beach Avenue. That's where my mama lived. Grandparents all lived in Kenmore. Um, but yeah, I lived at the top of the hill for many years. Um, and that, yeah, that place is still there. And, my family friend Barb Schlegenhauser, I think, I think the um, Waltz family either sold it to her or willed it to her to run it the way Walt always wanted to run it. And uh, it's still there today, and Barb's in charge. So when I went, I, I got to say hi to her, and she hadn't seen me since I was like eight, nine years old. Oh yeah. So that was. The look on her face was fucking priceless. Um, yeah, that's definitely uh, a staple of mine that I will always remember. Yeah. And there's really nobody that comes close to making a hamburger and fries like that because it literally still looks like an old fifty dime. Well, put <laughs> you know, a few modern things in it for different food, but it still looks exactly the same as it did when I was a little kid.
0: I guess when uh when our dad was like in high school, uh him and uh Uncle Bruce and this other guy Terry Whitman is still out in Canal Fulton. And um
2: Yeah, dad and uncle lived out there on a farm. That's the farm I worked on.
0: Yeah, sugar and papa lived out there before yeah. the island. They lived yeah. out in Canal Fulton.
2: They weren't very far down the street from my aunt and uncle, so.
0: The sugar Shack on Carolina yeah. Beach. <laughs> That was Caroline Beach days. Um, But uh, at at that time, yeah. Uh, At that time, though, um, what was it? Uh, My my, uh, grandma was taking me to a place in Canal Fulton called Popeyes. It's not the same.
1: No, it's not, yeah.
0: It was actually this weirdo restaurant that had a big Popeye out front of it that was made in, like, 55 or some shit. And uh, they had these fish sandwiches. And that began my uh, catch-up only career. And I think Northeast Ohio. That's kind of
2: uh, that's by the locks in Canal Fulton. I know where that's at.
0: You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it's by the locks.
0: Yeah, and um,
2: right there in in center town.
0: Sugar and Papa took me there, and then also Kresge's used to be down there in Garfield.
2: Kresge's.
0: And that's Kmart, y'all, for K. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you don't remember, K is Kresge. That's right.
0: And uh, um, they had the cafeteria back then, still, in it and it was so the acne. the blue plate special,
2: right? The blue plate special,
0: and then now then they had the blue light special, which not to be confused with the aisle sales and hosiery with the uh, what's on sale at the cafeteria. Yeah, and I thought they had ice cream, and they had the big ice cream fucking display thing, you know. Oh, yeah. And they had Superman ice cream. Nice. You remember that?
2: I think I do, yeah. I was a pretty little kid. I, <laughs>
0: I love that good. shit, man. That was like my favorite fucking thing.
2: There's another um, round derby is still there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you go up uh, Roanoke Road at, um,
1: oh, yeah.
2: at Weehawken and uh, Rolling Acres. You go up there. Red Pepper Steakhouse is still there. Primo's Deli where Jackie worked is still there. We did a big band lunch in there while I was there.
0: Is Arthur Treacher still there?
2: Arthur Treacher's right down the block off of, uh, in Weenauken, yeah.
0: Is there still a red barn?
2: Uh, you know, it looked like that's gone.
0: Was it gone-gone?
2: Yeah, it's just like the, just like the, uh, the A&W up at, um, at Firestone Hill. Oh, wow. You can look down on the blimp and all that, the big, the big black blimp house. Yeah, that's uh, that's behind going. I want to say going north towards Canton or south towards Canton, rather. and that's um, uh, Manchester Road. That's where it was. So. Yeah,
0: Manchester Road.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's where all these guys played at, and that's where this place was called a uh, Cameo Burger. And uh, when uh, Dad and Bruce were in One Nation Underground, they were jamming with Terry Whitman, who was drumming at that time. And um, they were like 15, 16, you know? They were pretty big kids, though. Um, Same age as us when we met. And um, when you think about it. And then they uh, went to this place called Cameo Burger. And the burgers were like these burgers that were like no other fucking burger. I mean, it was just the ultimate... Fucking nobody could figure out how the fuck this big ass fat fucking butch bitch, who fucking basically some biker chick growing weed out in the fucking sixties, you know, butt. and yeah. uh, and was just like you know how she do it, how she do it. Every time someone tried to look in the kitchen, she'd fucking be all pissed off and trying to close the fucking door on these kids. So finally, uh, Dad and Bruce fucking. Finally got the peak back there, and uh, that chick took a fucking pound of beef and just stuck it under her armpit and went. Pfft.
2: I remember you told me that.
0: And that was the juice flavor that everybody was loving was her fucking armpit fucking sweat. I think
2: I remember you told me that. True story. I mean, is true, Cameo yeah. burger.
0: Yep. Fact check, true. Fact check, true. Fact,
1: check, true. Fact, check
0: true. Fact check, fucking 20 years later. Story retold, exactly the same check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you, Wikipedia. Here. The fuck you yeah. know, you're $3 charging ass bitch. Fucking.
2: <laughs> Shibotis.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
2: I think was was uh, a West Akron Delight. Gone now. Uh, Paps custard's still out on Manchester Road, though. I've never had hand cream custard so good in my life. You I know, been the- I,
0: I kind of remember
2: family. that. An old Serbian family. You had to take quite the drive. You're almost the Amish country, <laughs>
0: right? You have yeah. to go past the fucking uh, Goodyear Blimp.
2: Yeah, yeah, and way out. You're going towards Akron Square. Square. <laughs> yep, Copley.
0: Yep. And, uh, I, yeah, that was fucking great, man. I mean, I had that when I was there just now or a few years ago, you know, whatever.
2: Cooperstown, Copley. Um, oh, by the way, I don't know if, do you, you remember a little, get the name of this town right? Um, remember a little tiny squat out past the Barber Speedway called Wadsworth? Yeah. It's like fucking Myrtle Beach. You know.
0: Oh, no shit. That's kind of weird.
2: Millions of people live there. Really? Yeah, like, everybody who lived in Akron went to Wadsworth and built a house. Huh. They're all cookie-cutter neighborhoods. It's really fucking funny. Wow, man. Yeah, Wadsworth is huge.
0: I would have never thunk it, man, or anything around there being any kind of developed from Stowe... (laughs) To anywhere, you know, Maslin. Yes. I figure all that shit's just dead.
2: Maslin, Canton, Maslin. Yep, uh, stuff Youngstown. Canton is a fucking ghost town. There ain't nothing but drugs and gang activity, you
0: no. Youngstown's just a squatter <laughs> camp.
2: I friend was here tonight. uh from Canton. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty sad. <laughs> I was like, I know, my friend Rick's from Canton. And uh, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, the developments, friend, man. Yeah. Another friend that I that I recently had uh, had acquaint, acquired, who is also from Akron. Who's that? Um, was we were talking? Oh yeah, uh, my friend Scotty Baldino. He's from he's from North Akron. He's up there in um um I call it um. King James territory, but uh, yeah, interestingly enough, there there are a lot of there's a lot of Akron and surrounding city people here in Charleston, and people in Charleston fucking hate Ohioans. It's so funny. There's even a website called "Go the Fuck Back to Ohio." Oh yeah, yeah, like they hate it. uh, (laughs) I'm from I'm, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina, via that Northeast acker Valley. <laughs> Goddamn, you're in Ohio too. And I go, yeah. Don't tell me. It's, it's okay to be from there, but I don't. You know. Yeah,
0: when I was uh, a yeah. huh? Sorry.
2: These days, it, it doesn't produce good people.
0: Oh yeah. Well, uh, I would. Uh, you know, there's nothing. I didn't see any uh, kind there. of. Advancement and fucking evolution, or anything by a long oh, shot.
2: It ended when we left, man. I promise. Yeah. By the time we were, you know, mid '80s in high school, look. At, I have a photo of you and I on the bus ramp at Ogden.
0: Send me that. I'll use it as the forehead uh, photo for this show. Yeah.
2: I'll,
1: I'll Even
0: it. though it'll be called Northeast Ohio Part Two. <laughs> Actual photo was taken in Wilmington. May or may not, may or may not be taken at Wellington. You know, gotta say it all fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> I remember when I accidentally closed your fucking head with the bus door. That sucked. That
2: was pretty
0: funny. I, I was, was like, man, I almost took his fucking head off, dude. <laughs> I
2: got another one out of it's okay. Oh, I to you. No, it hurts a lot
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, well, I thought he was decapitated. Man, to go. Yeah. We'll be right, talking back. The kids of Elm Street
1: don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Please, please! West Craven's nightmare on Elm Street. Radar. Starts Friday at a flagship theater near you.
0: Lions and entertainment. You know this land is cursed, huh? Based off the best-selling horror by Chief Niywan. He said anyone who sees the sun set behind the mountains (laughs) was (laughs) cursed. Written by Adamir Williams forever that's the be fly. chief who would no 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 from Academy Award winning director Rob Zombie produced by Dario Argento Salma Hayek Jack Black Benicio Del Toro and Christopher Walken, with special appearances by Gunnar Hanson George Romero Stephen King Clive Barker And Robert Englund. Gods above us. This summer, the evil is in the bomb shelter door. Starts Friday at a theater near you.
2: This film is overrated. Oh, here they come again. And I'm frightened because a child can become trapped in me and suffocate in ten minutes. Children have such imaginations. To them, an abandoned refrigerator can be a jail in the old west
0: if I must be stored make me safe by one of the methods described in this free booklet make me
2: safe so children can play safe
1: uh, not back to the show
2: that really hurt dude I still have a scar on the back of my head well but hey I just, I, but did you die no <laughs> I'm fine
0: Oh, and to everybody out there, yes, we were in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, I'm the kid with the mohawk. Yes, Todd's got his fucking hair pulled back. Yes, Todd built the fucking spine ramp with a guy named fucking Jim Barnes. And everybody can fuck off.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just wanted to throw that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle motherfucker. You know, I even had to lie and be like, I, I fucking no care. I wasn't in it. Because no one, you know, it's just like, oh, you're a liar, dude. I was like, well, that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to throw that at it. Yes, Todd, you fucking remember? And we tried to fucking steal the Green Goblin head Uh, from Maximum Overdrive.
2: Yeah, we tried to scroll over the fence, take it to the band rooms. And uh, you took my
0: leather jacket off the fucking (laughs) barbed wire, and that's how I got the three infamous scars on my fucking leg. And the two Dobermans that tried to kill us.
2: I oh, have never done
0: that. Yeah, it was stupid. We can't even talk about that. That's the only time we can ever talk about it. I just needed to get the proof out there and I need you to be like, yes, this is fact checked, fact worthy. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, they can fuck off.
2: That's right, they can all fuck off. So what?
0: You know, we did yeah, a we like, the Wilmington Akron connection with Boston,
2: us. <laughs> Shane and Danny, Platt, and Eric and um, his cousin Phil. They were all in the Foot Clan. Yeah, in, in the Hanover high school scene when he's addressing the Foot Clan about going out and doing. Yeah, hands right by them all. I'm like, look at that. It's all our friends.
0: It's yeah, cool. I remember that. Fuck. Who's that red-haired dude?
2: Uh, um, you remember? Red-haired dude.
0: He's like, I, he was from the other school, man. I guess like you were. You, you know, we were in "Dream a Little Dream." Do you remember that? Yeah, I, Weren't you in that movie with me?
2: No, I was in Maximum Overdrive as an extra.
0: Yep, that we were there.
2: I'm also in Marie. Huh. I'm in the phone booth the whole time that she's rushing the kid into the the Podunk Country Store and he's having an asthmatic attack. That scene. If you go, it it pans by when she pulls up in the old truck. It's pouring rain. This is a rain machine. I'll never. I've never forget it. (laughs) And and I was in the phone booth, and I was actually on the phone with um, a friend of mine, and was told stay in the phone booth, don't move because they're gonna do this scene three or four times, and if you're there part of the way and then not in the, way. you know what I mean? The continuity thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I have other shit to do. you know? And he's like, no, 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 we'll pay you a hundred dollars to stand in there pretend like you're talking even if you're not. So I stayed on the phone with my friend for two and a half hours while they filmed this scene over and over and over again. Finally, they came over and they were like, all right, you're good. <coughs> Hand me a hundred dollar bill. But uh, uh, the maximum overdrive is we were all down at the burger, burger lean on by Monterey Heights. Oh the truck flip over, and then the scene where the kids run through with the guns and they shoot up the the clown face order here thing. Yeah. Humans, here, humans here, humans here. That's me and Mark and Mike running because you can't see who we are running with those um those um propane uh army weapons
0: holy shit dude you guys met me and my grandfather there man did you know me and papa are in that same fucking scene
2: it's the Burlington on Carolina beach road where they flipped the truck and came in and shot the place up yeah you guys were there that's right we didn't know uh
0: we didn't know <laughs> each other then
2: we did yeah yeah that yeah, that kept, was before
0: kept, high school.
2: Kept, yeah, <laughs> We were all paid extras. I got a lot of extra work as a teenager, man. It was easy. I know. Um, I had a, a headshot with Pin Cannon, and I got called all the time.
0: Pretty cool, pretty huh?
2: Nifty, man. Yeah, pretty fucking nifty. I guess. I involved in that. And then, and then later on, as I got a little older, um, right after high school, I got a job at um, – um, like, uh, Thalian Hall. I was oh, working, working the stage there and it was lighting like lighting rigger and like assistant lighting rigger guy and stage hand and all that. It was fun, man. enjoyed that. That's what led me to what I do now, honestly, is the theater.
0: Yeah. Well, you were definitely this kind of this really powerful um, you know, kind of presence outside most of the punks that were around. And you kind of had this high kind of, like, higher energy, um, which I can relate to, and now I know we're related, and uh, <laughs> so that does, that makes sense, but um, I remember that whole, like, holy shit, this dude, you know, and you were just a smidge older than me, and you were playing guitar, and you already knew how to fucking play guitar, and our dad was always, I had to grow up with our dad, you did I fucking deal with this motherfucker always trying to push me into rock and roll in Ohio, you know? And that was a lot of... I was into rock and roll, but I wasn't a rock and roller yet. I was a cartoonist, and he didn't understand that. He wanted me to just... I remember him putting this fucking amp in my room when I was, like, 10 years old, and he goes, Go at it. I was like, Go at what? I just stuck it next to my Castle Grayskull and fucking thought it was Skeletor's supercomputer, you know? Yeah. And that was it. You know, I get the flashy red lights. I don't know what the fuck distortion is. You know, I'm fucking drawn.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I knew I, I knew rock and roll. I already had ear theory by 10 years old. I know that for a fact. My parents were fucking singing, training me to sing and forcing me to sing. And I had to be like the fifth Beatle, like some fucking Charles Manson bullshit. You know, like, fucking, oh, I'm the fifth Beatle. I literally had to do the fifth voice. And um, no, and they would just snap the finger and be like, nowhere, man. Or uh, fool on the hill. Or uh, here it comes, or whatever. And uh, I would have to fucking sing it. And then I had to do recitals. I had to do tap dancing down there by across from Garfield High. There was a studio, like a dance studio tucked down there next to a barbershop. Um, I ended up doing tap dancing there. And I had to do these tap dancing recites. I had to tap dance to Michael Jackson.
2: Oh, Lord.
0: And I did. And um, and I loved him, and I thought he was great. And I was uh, into my, uh, you know, pop. I learned I learned everything about pop music and all that shit back in Akron. By the time I was in North Carolina, and I met you, you gave me release because I had wanted to play music, but the more my dad was a dick about it, the more I didn't want to play. So by the time I heard you play fucking uh, Ziggy Stardust.
2: Ziggy Stardust, yeah, and the shit that I'd learned. And my, and
0: my head just went, Whoa. you know, Steve Hart can just say that you fucking were the one that taught him. He, you didn't, bro. I'm sorry. I did. I took that motherfucker into a fucking cement shed and taught that motherfucker over a period of two years. His fucking little in-denial in, in denial ass. Whatever, man. I took the same name from One Nation Underground. It's like, Todd Brown didn't fucking do everything. I did some shit too, motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, please, Steve, fart. Like, you can suck my nuts, okay? Like ten times by now at this age too. And it's just like, I, that guy wouldn't be anywhere in punk if it weren't for me. I'll be honest, you know? And I think a lot of people like that, you did that same thing to other people, too. They wouldn't have been anywhere around it if they hadn't known you. You know?
2: Yeah. I never really thought too much about it, but I I was really, I really do. proud of being part of it, you know, and having some... Because I certainly got influenced, you know, by <sighs> Dave Paps and John Stowicki and You know, and guys like that,
0: like, you know, um, Keith. Oh, Keith Wrench is great. Keith Wrench was great. great. I remember when him and Phil Turnage got into this fight at Hoggard. Yeah. And I had this weird fucking scenario where I fucking narked on both of them and made them both go to the office and and make up and fucking stop this bullshit. Because Keith was going to kill Phil. And Phil was just, like, in his Slayer stage still and was going to kill fucking Keith. And I was, I was in a tender fucking kind of thing right there, you know, and I think I was just feeling things 15 times stronger than most people and still do. And, like, you know, most people will never think about uh, shit. I guess that's why I get more adamant probably than you do. I didn't feel like I was a part of anything. I felt like I pioneered shit.
2: I felt like you were a huge part of it. I mean, I don't know why anybody would think otherwise.
0: I didn't think I was really a part of it.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I will tell you this. 95% of the best flyers ever made were made by you. (laughs) I still have a bunch of them, man. Yeah. I keep all...
0: I remember that fucking Ringworm show, and uh, it was ONU, and uh, I don't know if Dr. It was... Dr. Seuss, was right at the beginning of Second Thoughts. Yep. Um, but we did that outdoor Red Rock show, and those 3,000 fucking rednecks showed up in those pickups.
2: Dude, that was
0: crazy. Oh, my God. Dude, they were all. Were, I shit you not, guys. Todd is my fucking witness. <laughs> um, all the way down. I'm talking about, you could see for fucking miles, just pickup trucks ready to kill us, bro. Like lined up. They're like, oh hell no, they're not out there on that boy. We're going to fucking fuck them motherfuckers up. I, they grabbed my skateboard, man, and fucking cracked the side of my head, and I still got that dent in my skull.
2: I still have the bone bruise in my spine from getting hit by a forty ounce with a truck going by. Ugh.
0: Where were the? Where did? Was that in Wilmington? Yep. Oh, man. That's fucking brutal. I didn't even know that one, dude.
2: I'm down. I was walking to your house, actually. Down, I walked a lot, man, down there. Damn. i the skateboard. <laughs> and I <had> the skateboard, <laughs> and I, by the time I got to Monterey Heights, it was time to get a drink. So, and then I would skate the rest of the way and then yeah. walk over. Nose cut. It's not far. Walk, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. fucking tarred. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. And, you know. That's what we how we did it, you know, we had to walk that bridge over and over. I remember the first, when I dropped out of school the first time, and I fucking went back and, uh, what's his fuck, and Mr. McAnus was all fucking, uh, Mc, McAnus, um, he was like, uh, you know, if you want to drop out, you know, maybe you should take, uh, take it into consideration and go, um, <laughs> nice shirt, dude, that's awesome. You should. <laughs> I'm about to fucking. I'm gonna put that up on the. <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, thank you. Look, um, that uh, <laughs> you made me lose rope. <laughs> you fucking did. <laughs> Nothing changes. <laughs> I love that, dude. You make me crack up in the middle of some shit. No, okay. I dropped out of school. I was talking to McAnus. I said, Hey, man, I'm not coming back, man. And he's like, Well. Maybe you should consider going over to Lake Forest. I was like, fuck that fucking bullshit, man. I think I said it just like that. (laughs) That
2: um, You never had a filter. Never.
0: Never did. I never did.
2: No, never did.
0: That's what made me famous. Um, But I uh, also, you know, it's caused me some (laughs) grief, but I've been famous because of it. And I've gotten more people to like open up because of it than I've had more people pissed at me. That's for sure. I've had more people enlightened than I've had them mad at me. And I think if that, if it was the other way around, I might have to stop and take consideration of it. But for the most part, man, everybody I've been, like, fucking unfiltered with, man, they love that shit. Because they can't do it. They don't have the fucking guts. Or they don't have the position to do it. You know, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I get paid top dollar in the state to be a fucking nut.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean, so it don't matter me, you know, but i i I love utilizing that towards art, you know, and I remember like dropping out of school, I came back two weeks later, and then Dan Quayle showed up with Jesse Helms and cool in the gang, and fucking had that fucking little war fucking that's why I never thought you would uh get in the military because of that fucking thing that had happened that that night and i and um. And Dan Quayle balling his fist and be will like, 'Won't you Nazis get the fuck out of here?' Remember well, when remember, he said that?
2: Yeah, when we were. He did via, say it. We were, Yeah. Yeah, he wanted us gone. We weren't. We, we were like protesting and shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were protesting Desert Storm that you ended up joining a year later.
2: Yep. And but, I, you know, I, you didn't, know. I didn't join the army to go fight a war. I joined the army because I had pregnant wife. I know why
0: you did. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's when I dropped out of school the second time. And I think, you know, that's when you and I were on different uh, paths, man. You know, and uh, you were, you know, had settled in. And we're hanging with crowd that I couldn't relate to, man. And I think in the end, you know, we've been through all these deterrents. Uh, you were in the army when you came back. I mean, you were like a pumped up, motherfucker. And I'll you
2: know, me- stop <laughs> individuals. What I was, I was no good, buddy. Dude, when I got to bother, I know,
0: I know you. I'd like
2: to apologize profusely for my behavior. However, <laughs> I will I will say you're welcome for me stopping the skinheads from circling you. You. That's when I'm like Fuck you, you guys. It was it was Fuck one you.
1: guy.
0: And uh, he was bigger than me. No, it was just Justin. It was just the guy that stu- that fucking slept with Robin or whatever. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. A public service message from Rob Halford of Judas Priest.
2: Step on the red, cross on the green, never take a ride in a stranger's machine, and always make sure you're burning on turbo power. Judas Priest, <laughs>
1: turbo, fuel for life. next week.
0: Have you been seriously hurt in an accident? You could have serious money coming to you. I was seriously hurt in a car accident. I was laid up in the hospital and me and my family were in trouble due to me
1: missing work. S.W. Sanford & Son got me $150,000. Call S.W. Sanford & Son. They'll get you the money you deserve.
0: Don't wait. Call now. I'm S.W. Sanford. Me and my son have collected millions of dollars. For clients that have been unfairly injured, just like you. Call S.W. Sanfordson now. One five one zero big bucks. That's one five one zero big bucks. Call now. The Helping Hands Corporation has been feeding unfortunate children in over 156 countries for over 20 years. For only 28 cents a day, you can feed a little girl that's really cute. Call 1 800 Cute Kids and feed one of those little dudes today. Thank you. We now return. Yeah, I know. That's who, That's it was just that dick. You know where he is now? He, atta- he attacked the uh, son of Sam motherfucker and ended up in prison. And he's in prison. Oh. Did you know that?
2: He's out now.
0: Oh, is he? Yeah. You follow him. You know what he's doing.
2: I, I keep tabs.
0: <laughs> where is he at now?
2: Don't know. Somewhere in Colorado.
0: Somewhere we're not. That's for exactly. damn sure.
2: Good thing too.
0: Yeah, guy was surrounding me, no. and he uh,
2: took, took one good look at me and was like, "Maybe this ain't a good idea." I would have fucking crushed that dude,
0: man. Oh, I know. And the reason that he was on my ass too was because that chick fucking said I raped her, and fucking uh, I talk about it pretty openly now because it's bullshit, and I I lived with the guilt of not having done anything for fucking twenty five fucking years.
2: Yeah, you're like I'm cute. And one thing I would tell the world right now is my brother is. Might be anything in the world, but he ain't
0: no Fuck no. And you know what, man?
2: Some of us women, I don't have that.
0: I'd love to sue the chick for fucking mental grievances and all this shit, fucking year later.
2: A, I hate, I'm not going to you know, disparage on women who are absolutely attacked when things do happen. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. There, well, there was a whole slew of shit, especially back in high school, where girls would just say stuff and suddenly it was the gospel. And it wouldn't be true.
0: And uh, and, they, and the word is taken by the woman over the man. And it's still that way to this day. And in a lot of cases. You know, the guy's really got to prove himself to be the open and public dick that he is to fucking lose his kid.
2: I would say in most cases it's probably true. But there are a lot of people sitting paying for something they never did and i'm always like man come on because me i don't have that in me dude i i couldn't i couldn't be to put it bluntly there's no way in the world that i could become sexually aroused forcing myself on someone like charlie just don't work that way (laughs) you know what (laughs) ain't
0: me (laughs) and in my case it was simply that i uh Didn't really want to be with this girl. And I was in love with another woman. At that time, we were all kids. You know, I'm 19. These guys are like, you know, 18. You know, I mean, you know.
2: They would hang around with us. And they were nothing but trouble for her. When we're 18 and 19,
0: man, it's like, you know. yeah. uh, Yeah. And it's right there, you know, in that whole area. And that whole, you know. When you're 19 and you're like, you know, just in that whole, I'm going to go do what I want. But, you know, rape, you will get charged for it. And it will come around. And I think false accusations like that, because what had happened was, uh, remember Stephen Prothero from the Iron Feather Journal?
2: Yeah, Iron Feather.
1: Yep,
0: yep, okay, yep. you know what happened? I worked with that guy. I went to New yeah, York. I, after me and you wrote the novel, I yeah. tried to pimp off the novel. And instead I met R. Crumb. And I got into a comic book anthology, and it kind of overshadowed the book, which really was a shame because, in a way, but now it's the proper time to release the book. Anyway, and we'll talk about that on another episode. But um, at this point, I go back to Boulder. KGNU. Steven Prothero is a DJ at KGNU Boulder. And there's two KGNUs, there's one in Denver, there's one in Boulder, you know? So I'm in the Boulder one, and there's seven other guests. And one's a fashion designer from Denver, and one is a Mayan calendar expert. And it's just this eclectic panel of weirdos that I'm on talking about random shit. There's no order really to it. So five minutes before the fucking show, Stephen was like, hey, Adam, I need to talk to you for a minute. I said, like, okay. I mean, it's like literally showtime, bro, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I got in the car and he goes, I'm cheating on my wife. I was, I've known him and Ke- his wife, Kelly, for fucking like a long time now. You know what I mean? Like a decade. And I was like, that's, hmm. I was like, don't you think you should tell me about this after the fucking show or, you know.
2: Yeah, I got my brain all on this. I don't need to be
0: thinking about this. Yeah, and it was just this, you know, he, he, he just kind of made moves like that, you know. He got us fucked over with Def Jam as an example, like about four years before that. And that's when I was accused of rape. And I was pushed down by the, uh, the, the other skinhead, Kevin and he, put, he had pushed me into a fence and he goes, you like to rape chicks? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's standing there like her shit don't stink. Yeah, I was I like, mean. you fucking told him that shit, dude? And then she was like, she couldn't say nothing. She's like, eh, you know, and she's a skinhead. So her credibility is like, whatever. Out the, window. Out the fucking window. Um, she ever had any. Nope. And I, I wished her mom had known. And maybe she did, dude, you know. I don't know, but uh, I, I was just like, damn, you know, years later you wish you'd taken steps to advance to a, a correct character assassination on such deep levels. And uh, I'm fucking dealing with it again. No shit.
2: Yeah. Somebody will... You know, there's nothing like the past that never happened to Wreck-A-Man's Day when you got a bunch of humming... I, I call it the... Uh, the... Mockingbird mouth and a hummingbird ass. Motherfuckers ain't got nothing else to do but tear other motherfuckers down.
0: Yep. And you know, the whole sex thing, dude, that's fucked. You know, I actually like this chick in Oregon just now. And she was this chick who burnt my fucking uh she burnt a bus down in front of my house in Denver. Do you remember that kinda? I do. Uh it was her. And I hadn't thought about it in a long time, man. You know, that whole thing ruined my fucking life with my kid, dude.
2: It was the, what was this? I had
0: just gotten my comic book career at that point.
2: You lived in the barrio off Coltbacks. Yeah. I can stay with you.
0: Yep, that's it. And, uh, and
2: there was a burnout van, yeah.
0: And, well, it was a big old uh, black school bus, and they had painted all uh, black metal. And it was all fucking, uh, and so she burned it. <laughs> When I saw her, I just—I hadn't seen her since then. I hadn't really thought about how much damage those guys caused me, because technically, when they did that shit, I got fucking booted out of my fucking house. I wasn't even there. I was recording with Colostomizer. I remember that. And uh, and we were—I think we were doing a show that night with Los Terribles or some shit, even. And um, I got back to the fucking house. There was no fucking house. I was like, where's my shit? Yeah, I finally got my shit. I had to break in the house to go get my shit out. And, you know, it had been, the SWAT team had been there and everything. So now here I am. This is last uh, December of last year. I meet up with this chick. She's still a fucking goofball. And she said, oh, the reason I did that was because Mikey raped me in your house. And I was so like, I didn't, I didn't know that. You know? And so I was like, now I'm going to kill this motherfucker, right? And uh, I told her, you know, I was like, you're what? You're not going to do nothing, you know, or whatever? And I didn't really go anywhere because it was like fresh out of the bag kind of bullshit. I contacted one of those other guys that was in the house. He was like, probably the only dude that didn't do drugs and everybody kind of was a dick to him. But it was like the company you keep, motherfucker, you know? And uh, so, you know, he's affiliated. She fingered his ass as being the person that helped him fucking set that bus on fire. So I called his ass. I was like, if you don't fucking get this bitch on the fucking phone. Because her, her way of getting out of not having to deal with the Mikey thing was to drop some other bitch's name. And she said, oh, you told some woman that she was going to get the shit beat out of her and gang raped. And I was like, what?
2: My God! And I was like,
0: that fucking never fucking happened. And then she didn't even give me a chance to fucking defend myself or anything and just was like, "Ew, God. Uh. So I think she's on board with these women that fucking like to just fucking character assassinate motherfuckers like maybe Mikey or maybe Mikey did rape her because he's a degenerate piece of fucking dog flesh shit. But, you know, either way, I'm going to fucking get to the bottom of it. I promise you fucking that, dude, you know. I will, man. And I encourage anybody out there who's listening to me and my brother right now, if you're ever in that situation, fucking call the cops and tell these motherfuckers what happened. And if you talk to them right, like I'm talking right now, they'll fucking be cool about it. And if you don't, and you act all sketchy, you probably did it, fucking dick. So one way or the other, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, people who believe they can pass a polygraph test, they can And the polygraph is bullshit. I think it's all in the eyes, and it's all how the motherfucker says it, you know? And I think for me to bring it up and audacious and point it out as a psychological issue that's fucking plaguing America and and just has plagued my life now twice, once then and once then. So Stephen Prothero, fucking kid genius, back to that story motherfucker we went and had a party afterward and me and the fashion designer hit it off and she was like i want to see you again and i was like that sounds nice so i i was like i live in california so i got to go back you know she's like well we'll rendezvous and i was like okay sounds good Stephen Prothero had cheated on his wife with that chick so he fucking saw all this shit so he breaks into her house breaks into her fucking email and hacks and sees all these, you know, hey, we're talking heavy. Me and this, you know, grown ass woman. We're gonna meet up, dude. There's gonna be a rendezvous. <laughs> and it's going to be Erotica. And um, you know, every and he fucking was like, oh, you don't wanna do that with Adam, you know, he raped some chick. And that was the motherfucker who I had confided in. And was so hurt when this had happened to me when I was a kid, and I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, and he was already a grown man, and for him to do that, you know, uh, just makes him as bad as these women who who do that shit too. And he and it can just go both ways. Like people can just character assassinate you. To, it's not based off gender. It's based off assholeistic shit. And, uh, you know, I did go off on a little tangent here, but I, I think I was important because we're talking Clarified about important shit.
2: Clarified some shit that hell I didn't even know about.
0: You know, that's why that fucking skinhead Justin was out there all fucking, oh, where's Adam? Because I owed this chick bus money and I had dated someone else. And that's the reality of it. I borrowed money from her after we banged. I got, I was stuck in L.A., I fucked she got me out of L.A. And I never paid her back because I was a scumbag. And so what? And then, uh, you know, now I would have. But at that point, I was like, you know, I didn't give a fuck about that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it pissed her off. And she fucking um, didn't uh, appreciate it and became a skinhead after I had fucking already uh, started dating Dana And she didn't like that at all. And that's really where all that shit came from.
2: Who was the young lady um, that lived with you at the barrio house? That's Kelly, right?
0: Yep. We'll be right back. Hey, it's O.J. Simpson.
2: Here's a few tips on how
0: to get out of an airport fast. One, join the number one club and reserve a car with Hertz. Two, <laughs> have your license and credit card ready because Hertz will be ready for you. Three, need directions? Ask Hertz. They know the shortest routes. Nobody can get you out of an airport faster. <laughs> Nobody can get you out of an airport faster.
1: Go, dude, Go! Rent a Ford from Hertz. The superstar in that car. Right. <laughs>
0: Attention, all ladies! Hello there, ladies! Come down to the Echo Room, where tonight we've got two for one shots of Jameson and two dollar choices on specials of PBR, Budweiser, and Zincate. We treat DJs Lucas and the Dead Nader. Remember, Friday nights are ladies' nights only at the Echo Echo, located off of North October Street 31st Avenue. Somewhere in time, somewhere on tour in Tokyo. Bye
2: bye. bang Kamikaze style with MTV's Made in Japan contest. One honorable winner and guest will find in Tokyo to see Iron Maiden of the legendary
1: Kodakan. We'll throw in a thousand bucks to buy raw fish and things.
0: And you and hundred runners-up will get the limited-edition collection of main video clips and stuff. Damn, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm on that. Too bad it was an 86. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We now return uh, Yep, heavy topics. I like how we're just gonna kick this off because we're gonna do our own show. You want to do our own show, Todd? Let's just fuck. Because
2: I think I, I think we are doing our own show, babe.
0: <laughs> yep. I don't want you to just be a guest, man. I want you to be.
2: I, I want to do full as much time. As I will always try to put some time aside and hang out with you, and do this stuff because I love it. I've always wanted to be involved in one, and every time I've tried to start my own, it just other shit get in the way, and I just can't fucking... You can never really do it right, you know? And you, you always have a way of doing it better than I can, so let's do it.
0: Man. Let's do it. We're doing it. I'm already hitting topics that I feel safer about examining with you on there. I guess it's more on the PTSD end, you know, because...
2: We both have a nasty touch of that. Yeah. And... Uh, and it ain't fucking funny if people out there think that you know, we are in a world of snowflakes, okay, and I get it. And I think everybody out there likes to use the words like they have some sort of fucking problem because it gets them attention. But I happen to tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now that uh I'm shit at least one week out of every month and it doesn't really it's a cycle you go through, you can't help it. And I'm like almost no good to nobody at that during that week. I've learned to keep my fucking mouth shut and just let it pass. Because I always end up hurting the ones I love and people don't think that shit is real, man. They can fucking come find me and I'll show them what it looks like.
0: Yeah. i tell. Mm-hmm. I feel bad too by this point. You know? And I feel about as staunchy about it, especially after the virus and just seeing how much people get away with, man. Like the rape issue with women fucking being able to character assassinate men, illegally prosecute, you know, and all this other shit. And if a man fucking does it on a woman too, you know, it's like it's the same difference. I mean, you know, it's fucked up. You can't accuse people of this shit. You know? And it, um... That was the thing too today, uh, as a separate issue, <laughs> with uh, the pulverizer and the pulverizer. I haven't talked to in twenty years. You know the pulverizer, man. I haven't talked to him since two thousand twelve or some bullshit. Right. Because he ripped me off. You didn't know that, did you?
2: No, I'm I'm learning a whole new a whole new world. A whole new world. Oh, that was yeah, good I mean, one. I, I remember him being fucking creepy and kind of off balance, but yeah. in that Dark trailer when we were younger, I'm like, okay. Nah, oh, yeah.
0: He was weird. Yeah, he
2: could buy weed off the guy. That's how, that's how I knew him.
0: Well, I'm glad I didn't fucking go see his ass, dude. And yeah. it was a nice reminder of why you should cut toxic shit out of your life. The motherfucker's an ex-bounty hunter with all these fucking guns, man. Illinois took his fucking guns away. Because he called the suicide hotline. Huh. And I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Don't you remember what happened to me back in 2003 when I did that shit? I was arrested, bro. Yep,
2: yeah, we come get you.
0: Don't fucking arrest your ass if you're suicidal. It's fucking the most inane bullshit. And, you know, Grant didn't deserve to be treated that way. And no one does. But, you know, today I uh, I had been in contact with him. And he was supposed to come up on Monday. And inconveniently fucking hurt himself. was like, I'm sorry, I'm in the hospital. I was like, yeah, I kind of remember this shit before, dude. And and so I I was already skeptical, and he hadn't brought up the fact that he had about trying to repay me. Instead, uh, because he ripped me off a Marshall stack, dude, like a full fucking Marshall stack, Um, like a head, the whole fucking thing. It's like a $2,500 fucking piece, man. Right, it is. And... um, You know, didn't give a fuck. Still didn't bring it up here all these years later. And you know it's going through my head. But I just want him to say it. Because I believe in people. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know?
2: Yeah, own up up to your shit, Jack.
0: And, uh, And I do. I do give people the benefit of the doubt a few times. And usually they go three aces on fucking being a fucking dickhole. So it's like, whatever. You're out. Get the fuck out. And, um... That fucking one point where today, I was just it's like, you know, you act weird, dude. He's like, I'll listen to it when I get a chance. It's a fucking podcast. And he's acting all weird now. <clears throat> and I'm like, dude. And, I, and I, I bet Linda, his wife, was like, you know, you ripped him off, right? He's probably waiting for you to fucking say something. And now you're offering to record an album with him with a bunch of equipment that you have. You haven't offered anything up. You can hear his fucking conscious being like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have fucking done that. And, you know, and he fucking did. And that's what he just did. Because I told uh, Grand Goat from Black and Goat Tongue, I was like, hey, me and the Pulverizer are going to record a fucking album. And he was just like, that's fucking awesome. I was like, yeah, doom spectacular. And, uh, And then, you know, of course, as soon as I opened my fucking mouth about it. I was like, you know, why you gotta, act? he starts acting weird. I'm like, why you gotta act weird, man? This shit reminds me of what fucking was happening before I fucking left last time. And he's like, and he called me up and then he yelled some fucking, I'm gonna fucking door. What, what'd you say, bitch? Yeah, I don't, I don't think
2: I heard you there, fella. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and, uh, I'm not even going to repeat what the motherfucker said, but I can't because he just sounds like a fucking grizzly bear ate his ass and I'm fucking like, <laughs> whatever, dude. So I just called the fucking pigs on his ass straight up. I don't give a fuck what people think about that shit. The guy called the suicide hotline last week. He's an ex-bounty hunter I used to stick fucking bombs in people's fucking toilets. Whatever. You know? And it's what? like, and he tried to fucking blow his own head off in fucking Larimer. You know? Uh, like where he lived over at this 20th and Larimer warehouse or whatever up from the Larimer Lounge. Yeah,
2: fucking death wish, wrong with that guy, man?
0: Well, the first thing that happened was his parents are fucked in the head, and then his dad died, and he was a gun-toting fucking, he was a motherfucker, he was this little old Cotton Hill motherfucker that weighed as much as Grant, but fucking looked like Cotton Hill, and just had these fucking, uh, you know, gigantic guns. And was always like fucking, this motherfucker could hear, he could hear somebody fucking trying to break in before three blocks before they got there. And he'd yeah. wake up in his tidy whiteys, all oh shit, boy! Grab his fucking Smith and Wesson, whatever fucking hand cannon, and head the fuck out in the parking lot in his fucking tidy whiteys. It's like, dude, you know. And then the whole family's fucking crazy, man. But the whole thing was, I was with Kelly uh, in black and goat tongue, and we were good friends with Grant and his whole family, and his brother Jim tattooed the uh, Revolution Twenty One symbol on my arm there and in the, in that crazy tattoo pattern that's still there to this day. And um, I love it. I'm never going to change it, you know. But uh, um, it's still there. And, and Jim put that on. And after Jim put that on, he went down to Cherry, uh, what was it? Cherry, uh, what do they call that part of Denver? Whatever. Cherry fucking uh. the cherry path. <laughs> I don't know what's called. It doesn't matter. It's the bike path that fucking runs runs along fucking Spirit Boulevard and shit.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I never. Cherry Hills
0: that. or whatever the fuck, um, you know. And then uh, you know the, the, these guys are always just reckless, man. They're from Chicago. They don't fucking think. Jim fucking just is <laughs> a show off, and he fucking busted his head on a bike, and he broke his brain. And when he went. Into Tacoma, he, he, Tacoma. He went in a coma, and um, <laughs> he went into Tacoma, and uh, they uh, had to do two brain operations on him. Me and Kelly were there with them. I mean, he was really trying, fucking sad shit, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't fun. And uh, both times, the doctor was like, he could die, he could die. And we, and then he was like, we can't give him three operations. He's going to have to wait a week. Wow, yeah. And by the time he fucking comes to, it'll be too late. And that motherfucker popped out of it 60 days later, and he had no idea who the fuck he was, and he was a bit, he was just a big, fat fucking dick after that. And I was like, "Oh." And he came up to me, and he was like, I don't know who I – he used to love me, man. We were fucking friends as fuck. And he was like yeah. – uh, and he was all – I don't know who I was then, and I don't care, but I know who I am now, and you're nobody I would ever hang out with Adam.
2: Oh man. And he
0: said it just like that. And I you wanna talk about man, brother took a bullet that day. I was like, damn.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah,
2: that's a bullet right in the heart, dude. You're like, what He
0: said it just like that. That goes out to everybody who was ever had to deal with that fucking oddball ass situation too, where they fucking had their brain hurt and came back and they were totally different or their physiology fucked their brain up and they just, I get it. You know, I was subjected to 8.2 years of big pharma. And, you know, I didn't come out the same after it. It took me two and a half years to fucking clean my body out from fucking all this genetic, you know, weirdo pharma heroin, syntho heroin. It's not even heroin, it's just this bladder eater (laughs) you know
1: it's yeah
0: and it's just going to turn you into water in the end um and people don't realize that oh yeah we'll we'll create you into more like 90 percent water where you're only already 80 you know and uh or whatever um but the whole thing you know uh, big pharma I could see Grant suffering like that. I I, I texted him the last thing I said. was like, enjoy your 72-hour hold, motherfucker. I hope you think about what you did to me back then, too. Ruining my music and ruining my shit and my friendship, you know? And a lot of motherfuckers, man. So I think, you know, you were talking about we haven't hit the Sumerian text part. And I think the Sumerian text relates to this thing where... It's forgiveness. A lot of people say, well, Jesus just said, turn the other cheek. Well, Jesus, he wasn't around in the 21st century, dude. You know? And uh, he was around during this hoity-toity Roman Empire bullshit, and he still came from fucking royalty. So the Creator kind of missed the mark on coming as a motherfucker that was just straight-up poor. They want to lie in the Bible and tell you, oh, he was born in a manger. No, he wasn't. You know, he was royalty. He was a Caesar. He was the son of Cleopatra. You know, I did a lot of detective work. And uh, I had to watch some movies um, that the creator wanted me to watch. And one was called Ring of Power. You ever heard of that movie?
2: No, I haven't.
0: No, I am not do that. Uh, it's not around anymore. They yanked it. But it was done by one of the women who was one of the three voices on Zeitgeist. And she was one of the three investigators. She went on a tangent and released all of the hidden files of Dr. Xavier York and Dr. Yosef Ben, two um, African-American archaeologists that spent time in Egypt translating the hieroglyphics. And when they came back, you know, that's what it says.
2: They hit a lot of the real findings. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the actual answers are uh, both the American and the British archaeology uh, departments came and confiscated things. that would never see the light of day. Put it in crates. Took it to some unknown, you know, undisclosed location. Yeah. And uh, what did they say at the end of Indiana Jones? looked after by top men. Top men. You know they made a, a spoof about that old family guy too. But it's the same. It's the same, man. You you wouldn't know your answers from ass the ground because they hit a lot of the idea that they were a race of giants. They hit a lot of the idea that dinosaurs and man live together. And I don't know why they would do that. To uphold religious text, I guess.
0: When they know it's a lie. And the truth is at the <laughs> bottom of the Vatican, you know.
2: Yeah, exactly right, man, you know. It's like you watch that movie, The Two Popes. Yeah. The third fucking movie, by the way. And uh, they go down into that vacuum steel like, you have to wait for the oxygen to come back. Oh, yeah. You we know, get so much time before the light shut off and the doors is locked and the oxygen gets sucked down. Yeah, you're like, I wonder if that's real. It seems plausible to me that there is a vault of the human story and the human condition down there that no one will ever know. The fact that, you know, uh, the people that are like ancient alien theorists believe. And I'm like, yeah, man, because every single religion, Adam, has a deity from where? From the sky.
0: Yep. We'll be right back, dude. Dude, I just got four thousand anytime minutes for free. Just text star four five six eight zero nine two and send the hourly questionnaire question about your favorite subject,
1: like Popeyes, TV shows, video games. Dude, dude, like play as often as you want. What more charges, charges applicable?
0: Wow, four thousand anytime minutes. Metro PCP, computerizing the world. Welcome the Fuck Back, motherfuckers.
2: Every single one of them. At some point... Shit, look at the Hindi religion. There's a nuclear war with aliens. Their whole religion's based on that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay.
0: And you'll hear some nerdy-ass <laughs> fucking theology around this shit. I like kind of keeping it punk rock and looser. I don't like getting like- on such a fucking too hard of a thing, and I think the way we go at it is pretty good. It's like I like...
2: It's just giving context about the idea that there's a lot that we were never taught, man.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I like how we're... You know, and I'm giving us both props on how we are conveying such sensitive, heavy information because, really, man, on ground level, like we've talked today, gun issues, rape issues, fucking bullshit issues... You know, there's a lot of things here. We talked about a lot of food <laughs> and uh, and uh, Northeast Ohio, and, you know, there's eclectic subject matters. But then, you know, eventually for me, it does have this base bone root because I believe in the Sumerian mythology. I don't care about the Sumerian fucking archaeology or their fucking ways of how they uh, civilize society and da-da-da-da. And built the first fucking New York basically in Egypt but you know it was like I don't care about any of that Um, you know I cared about the fact that the creator didn't create us and I believe that and I believe we were engineered by motherfuckers that were working for the creator that left their post and that's what it says in St. Jude it says it right there it's a half a page long and it's this thing you know and i think the maturity is that people are going to have to come into the fact that there is god there is a creator it's not a fairy tale you're not going to ever beat man motherfuckers will see god directly and they'll still be atheists as fuck it's like because you're a fucking egotistical idiot that doesn't give a fuck about anything. And you know, you can tell because you're more worried worried about proving yourself on how God doesn't exist as opposed to proving God exists by taking care of someone else besides your fucking selfish bullshit. Yep. And it's that's easy. how you can tell.
2: <clears throat> I always say it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's easy to deny because there's no effort in that. Yeah. No. It's your strength of character and what you're willing to do the deeds you're willing to do away from the eyes of other men and we've always said that it was always important people who go feed the homeless and then film themselves doing it on Facebook I
0: fucking wholeheartedly agree
2: I hate that shit
0: yeah he did. <laughs>
2: I've never done anything like that in my
0: life. No. Okay, no
2: business. I've no.
0: never known you to do anything like that, no matter how hot-headed uh, either one of us have been. We've never done that, dude. You know, I've shared stories with my friends. That's not bragging, dude. That's fucking sharing information so maybe people can get a fucking lead, you know? Hey, it uh, you feel better when you help somebody. Holy shit.
2: I, makes
0: means, I mean, you know, good God. who who have thunk it, you know?
2: Yeah, you no, know, right?
0: who who have thunk that you'd fucking feel fucking better using love as opposed to fucking bullshit? It's like, you know, I'm opposed to bullshit like you are, and we became punk you know, warriors, if you will, out of it that don't really exist anymore, and you see all the different breeds of fucking punks around you that you're just like yeah, I'll work for them maybe, or, you know, just the way you would record them, or the way I would do some spot art for them. Same thing. Uh, but, you know, we don't associate that because the level of uh, whatever we were going through, even at the time when we were in high school, man, they couldn't even understand us. And we were kind of just like this kind of, you know, select shit. That just knew higher light vibration while we looked at posers fucking pretending and talking about being in higher light vibration and then putting us down for it because we were dark. And I was like, you know, that's fucking, <laughs> you see the sweet titty irony in this motherfucker, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah you sure. see, it? I see it? I see it all the time.
0: FB is the fucking, hey, don't blame Facebook. It's just a gun. It
2: is a gun but you got to squeeze the trigger.
0: It ain't squeezing itself unless it's fucking... Unless you're counting the fact that it's a member of NAMBLA.
2: You mean the North American Marlon Brando lookalike
0: association? That's right, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Can you believe that shit? And then Zuckerberg's lizard ass sitting on the fucking stand all fucking...
1: Oh. It Anybody it
0: can add your name to whatever Charter and you wouldn't even know about it It's like you created the motherfucker Motherfucker Don't you think that's a fucking problem then
2: I look when they asked him right to his face So why don't you tell me uh, The hotel you stayed in last night Would you be comfortable with that He's like I would have not It's like see <laughs> You <laughs> fucked <was> up so- <laughs> You fucked up kid Uh huh you know, everybody knows. Everybody knows that the CIA took that project over, and it was you know the alphabet soup has been weaponized by a very dark entity in our within our government to to be against the people because they want total power and they'll get it too.
1: Yeah,
2: they'll kill thousands of people on TV to get it. We already see this. They'll send our best and brightest to whole country for what? Weapons of mass destruction? Are you fucking kidding? And what did they
0: get? A stargate no. that they fucking hung Saddam Hussein in. Cause that's where they hung him at. You knew that, right?
2: No, but I do know that they found that fucking thing. That's what they were digging back when I was there, they were digging.
0: You know why they you know why they're still there twenty years later? What? Because they can't access it. And you know why they can't access it? God won't let them.
2: Right. Do you know what happens when they do, man? It's like opening Pandora's box, dude. Mm. That's why they're fooling around with fucking CERN, because they want to be able to open portals. And every time they do that, man, I'm fully fucking aware of it. It's like almost yeah. like I can sense it and then I'll read about oh yeah they started a thing up the other day and yep. I go, things didn't fuck seem right that day and they are fucking with them they're letting shit in that we don't understand.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. they're fucking with your whole quantum fucking reality.
2: Yeah. And, and they I have you an know ancient god now you've seen that that dude that invented the quantum computer?
0: Oh, God.
2: Black goo or whatever the fuck is in that shit. Dude, that is the fucking devil, dude, no matter what.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know that. Hey, man, you know it is. And in the end, it doesn't have anything to do with the word. If it doesn't have anything to do with love, then it's not. It's not the creator.
2: It's anti-love.
0: Right. It's the anti-Christ. That's another word for it right there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like preaching and talking necessarily from the Holy Bible, but that is like one of my main points of reference, even though I know it was directed by criminal fucking King James in 1611, held a fucking guillotine over fucking Shakespeare's head and was like, well, you don't get to fucking go on your little fancy lad fucking tours right now. I need you to write the Holy Bible. And, yeah. and, you know, that's why it says it like that, guys. Thou will, you know, fucking this, the... You know, yeah, I've been uh, working for the fucking creator for 17 fucking years. Not one time. Like not one... He, dude, he sounds like Jack Black. And I only <laughs> think he sounds like Jack Black because fucking it's what's comfortable to me. Right. Right. But the voice is still there. He's just going to pick what's comfortable to you. But, you know, you got to believe in that thing that's invisible. And that's a hard fucking thing to do. Because everybody just goes, Santa Claus? Well, Santa Claus and God ain't the same thing, motherfucker. You ain't Ricky from Trailer Park, boys.
1: Right, yeah. You know, sure. he's
0: the only dick that thought that shit, right? You know, so, you know, uh, there's a reality and maturity in reality that we're going to have to come into. And I was talking to a guy last night that's hurting. He's the same age as Ree. And, and I and you know he's my neighbor, and I was like, and he's so fucking hard on himself, but really he's just facing every every problem America kid, you know,, yep. and I got to be there in a way that I hadn't, and it was that I could feel that you know because my own kid fucked me around and left me, and his whole family, that whole thing's a tragedy. We'll talk about that on another episode too,
2: sure, absolutely,
0: um but um. You know, I got I felt like the absence of my own son, I actually got to uh be that kind of ghost uh dad or whatever, fucking not like Cosby style, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> not that uh speaking of rape, um, you know
2: more like Jack Frost dad.
0: Yeah, it was more like this weird, like kind of, you know, um I got to be uh I got to be there for him and just be like don't be hard on yourself. You're just growing. You're like, and, and, if, and you know, you did. We all make these mistakes, dude. We're supposed to. And it started with me. I, I got to I got to this point where I was like, I always, I was like, do you know who the Hopi Indian are? And he was like, really? yeah, I think so. And I was like, do you know what the Hopi high priest says? And he's like, huh? uh And I said, he says, take merit. In all that you do. And not the good. And and I was like, do you understand that? And right away, he did. And not many people can... That's a tough one, dude. A lot of people, right away, man, I'll throw that at a lot of people, dude. Because it, it applies to everybody. And I, I'll be like, you know, I'll tell them that when they're down, they need some advice or whatever. Uh, most of the time... They don't even uh, they're they're like, what do you mean, not the good? And it shocks them, you know. Like, aren't you supposed to be good? It's like, no, you're not supposed to be good. You are inherently good. Everyone is. They're born with inherent.
2: Yeah. It's a. It's a. a, Goodness is inherent. Yeah.
0: It's goodness is from within. Evil is learned. Evils learn. you I was like, look, man, if you, you know, and beating yourself up, every man does that shit. But at one time, at one point, you got to step outside that and be like, you know, all Superman 3 about it and be like, you know, hey, that's not me. You know, I got to fucking destroy this fucking guy in, 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 in the crusher in the junkyard. He had no idea what I was talking about. Right, yeah. But I did explain it to him. And you guys our age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but... You have to step outside the abuse of yourself, and it was kind of like talking about pulverizer. He hasn't stopped doing that shit. That's why the homie weighs six seventy eight. It's like, dude, you're gonna die. At yeah. you know, today I was, I even like kind of prayed that he would, man. I know it's fucked up, but I was just like, no one, no one can be that big and that fucking crazy, selfish, and fucked in the head that long. And I was just like, you know. It's just like I'm sorry you fucking just are fucked and and just feeling so hard, you know, and and uh, and that you fucking want to hurt yourself, and you know he will. He'll he's so in pain. He wants to fucking die. He wanted to die back then. I think of just so many people feel that way, man. Me and you have felt that way for fucking a while, off and on.
2: Off and on, sure. I've always felt like. all the good I'm trying to do, why is it not doing any good? Yeah. You know, and it's like, people don't like the fucking tough love. They don't like to hear shit that's inconvenient. You you and I have always been the kind of brothers that's like, hey, uh, no, that's bullshit and you know you should stop what you're doing. And, maybe not towards like, people we don't know, but people we love, man, I'll definitely stop and go, hey, we're making a mistake here. Yeah. Let's, let's reel in and get back to the brass tacks, my way, so to speak. And, you know, let's not forget about love and respect and and you know the undying spirit that everyone wants to be liked, Adam. Everyone wants to be accepted, and it's painful to be a human in social circles. I don't care what social circles you're in. It life is pain. But if you can turn your life's pain into a little bit of humility, it goes a long fucking way. Yeah. And, yeah. Those people have having shame, dude, they have no like they'll just harm anyone to get ahead. And I'm like, see, and you think that, and those, and those people are spend most of their days sitting around crying about how they're a victim. You know, it's everybody else's fault. Oh, it's such and so's fault. And I can't make it because of that person or this reason. And I'm like, How come every time you go someplace new, you have the same problem? Like, I have friends of my age, our age, can't hold a fucking job, man. We'll be right to Buck Back.
0: Live this Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at the High Stadium in Denver, it's the 15th Annual Monster Brook Rally. Brought to you by Hormel Tillian, host Hostess Splinterviews. Featuring Big Dan Diggy Stalin and his Colleen Crusher, Bigfoot the Third, and the Unholy Carnage of the Crusher, leader. as it devours motorcycles and small trucks. And for the first time, Pete Nesmith in the heavyweight monster truck Monstrosicator! Watch as he attempts to jump 300 senior citizens. Tickets she available through Ticketmaster. America's online. Ticketmaster. See you there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now at Wells Fargo, we have
0: online credit scoring. If your credit is bad, you can apply for one of our new pro creditor reports. Available 24 hours a day for your convenience. Wells Fargo. Sucks dick. return.
2: It's the same excuse everywhere they go. And I'm like, bro, you can't make a living and feed your fucking kids because you're a coward and you won't see that you're part of the problem. Yep. And they're like, "Fuck you, man."
0: Yeah, that burn. That there's that burn.
2: Fucking coward, because you uh-huh. want fucking get me into your own bullshit and and act accordingly. Yep. And you know, that I mean, that raised his fucking kids, man. I get you. See, you hear me unlocked right now. I'm like, oh, I feel God, it, man. I I, mean, I, 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 mean, I mean, I'm fucking cry about how you can't make a living, motherfucker. I made my own goddamn job. Yep off the couch mad one day and was like i'm gonna go quit my fucking job and do it for myself and by god 15 years later i'm still doing
0: it. and we're both on fucking disability and if motherfuckers out there you guys are in fucking dreamland thinking that me and todd are fucking surviving off what we get out of this fucking disability bullshit
2: it ain't nothing, dude. It's dropping the bucket.
0: It ain't nothing.
2: I got to make my own to living, too. I my weed with it just for spite. Yeah. You know, I was like, fuck, that's my weed
0: money. Yeah, man.
2: Because <laughs> I always went out and had damn jobs. I always worked, man. I could not work. I had a little family speed, you know. It's like Chris and I busted our asses. And now, here's the thing I'm proud to say we own our house, we own our cars. We're not in debt with any one person for any one reason, and uh, it feels really good. It, it does good fucking things. feel good, right? My soul is free to do good, so the bounties that I do create, I can share them. You know, I, of course I absorb what I need. You got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of anyone else.
0: Oh, yeah. So
2: I absorb what I need and only what I need, and I try to share the bounty with others. Some of that bounty is just knowledge and wisdom that some of these men my age can't fucking hear, dude.
0: Dude, it's annoying. It's annoying.
2: <laughs> they will not listen, and, and they're even asking you, well, what do I do?
0: I know, because they want fucking... Yeah, they'll keep asking, and they're not listening. They just want someone to...
2: You know what I call They connect.
0: People. Oh, yeah. What do you call them?
2: They're called
0: assholes. Assholes, that's right. I knew. I can't remember. <laughs> I like how simple it is. Um, yeah. they These fucking assholes are around. It's a fucking epidemic. It's like, dude. As an individual man, woman, whatever the fucking 65 fucking pronouns you want to call yourself.
2: Yeah, that's just so weird. Okay.
0: (laughs) uh, You know, and I got respect for all of it, man. I I do. Um,
2: do. I'm not opposed to it.
0: Yeah, I was a little. I
2: think think there's a limit. I think there's a limit to where people outside of your perception of yourself um, are forced to participate in your fantasy. I can't, you know, don't make me.
0: Yeah, I think it's you know, I my whole problem was, which I know we will launch repeatedly into, uh, of child protection. Oh man, was I? You know, I felt the uh, the gay and lesbian communities were purposefully attacked, and that was a psyop. Uh, yeah, and it's just been you
2: psy- those people since the 60s.
0: well you know the whole thing was that they they can see this and resolve and the only reason I can fucking think this way is like if I ruled the world 8 billion people how you know I gotta think like fucking swirl stupid wretched inconsiderate resource legacy you know and I just had Tim I had Tim on earlier I got him on an episode called uh when your dog eats your fucking weed, because <laughs> it ate three of his fucking plants that he fucking, he's like,
1: motherfucker. Yeah, that's a disheartening problem.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, otherwise, though, you know, uh, you know where I'm at on this, you know, is I felt the PSYOP was to rush in pedophilism. Under making the big eye making a big stink about fucking gays and lesbians, and it shouldn't have even gone that far. Namla was already sitting on UN charter. How the fuck does Satan get so popular? This guy's a fucking dude. I want to say some derogatory fucking shit. He's a fucking <laughs> and a fuck <laughs> it
2: <laughs> furthermore.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Like, I want to fucking say some shit, motherfucker, that ain't right. But, you know, fuck that guy, and that's his whole thing, is to drag that energy out of you to begin with.
2: Yep, there you go. Don't stoop to his level.
0: Don't stoop to his fucking level, and that's a hard thing to do when Facebook's been giving pretty much everybody we know an enema on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I would say it's a false sense of belonging, you know, it's created by you a narrative that probably isn't true. Uh, you can't be that sexy and adventurous all the time, <laughs> um, except we can, right? I mean, yeah, no problem there, man. I just wake up and fucking shit excellence. I don't care, but I also have a you know, a humble part of me that's like, I really hope that people are as happy as they seem to be. Yeah, but I know a lot of these people. You know, it would be one thing if you didn't know anybody on Facebook. Yeah, you know these individuals. So it's it's fraudulent now that when you go out and hang out in public to believe that they're these healthy, happy-go-lucky people with no problems when you know them and you're like, the guy's a miserable piece of shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How is he so happy on his internet? Why? Is this the way we live now? Is a false pretense.
0: You hide behind the safety of the security of your fucking uh of your uh, computer, and they, you can talk shit. You can you can catfish. You can <laughs> fucking pretty much ready do ready, anything you fucking want.
2: You get your hit of dopamine from a false sense of acceptance from your peers.
0: Yeah, psychological you validation. Get you know,
2: you hit love on somebody's little beautiful little saying. And then as you're scrolling by, you're like, fuck that dickhead. So it's like, you know what, man? Facebook has torn the fabric of the social structure. Yeah. It has it has lifted the genuine the veil of genuinism to show you the inner workings of everybody's ego and malicious lies and agendas and causes. It's torn families apart hell what color is this dress remember Yeah. the biggest op ever done how easy would it be to get half the country arguing with the other about something as silly and trivial as that that was the first one it landed and then they were like well you just gave them the keys to the castle because now they know what buttons to push yeah so everything you see in your Facebook feed and everything you see on television was a lie that's one thing my friend Morgan always said he said everything on television is fake and you
0: know how I feel about it just to up the ante
2: everything you see on media and the news yep TV, TV. alpha Radio. Draco baby alpha Draco and my father said to me once hey, let's trade uh Headline. Remember, I told you this. Let's trade headlines for thirty days. Akron Beacon Journal and the Charleston Post and Courier. Yeah. And we would take the front page off of each paper, put it in a big Manila envelope, and mail it to each other. And by God, you'd believe that it might be same story, different slant, different names, different numbers. Yeah. A whole different place. And you're like, what is this? And they're both like credited with like alternative, you know, or uh, AP, AP News, or the Wire, or Reuters, or whatever you got out there. And you're like, how is it different from region to region? And that's when I told him, I was like, you see, you see how they manipulate people. This is how it works. So everything you see is fake. I know. The only thing that's real is your love for your fellow man and your creator. It's a personal experience and it's no one else's fucking business. That's right. Who you vote for, who you fucking... Like I always said, man, if you're not feeding me, funding me, or fucking me, I don't care what you think.
0: What was the one thing I heard a while when I was a kid was like, I don't know where I heard it, I don't think it was a bigoted statement either. I thought it was a pretty straight up, you know, common sense kind of statement where um, it could get confused in a way, but um, the things, the five things you didn't talk about were your religion, your marriage, your money, your work, and who you're banging on the side.
2: Yeah, and you're
0: <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. That's what it is. Same, yeah, well, same yeah, difference. We
2: were yeah. You raised, we raised to believe that. Yeah. And now people are like, no, the, fuck that. I want to know.
0: Well, they want to you know, shove like, it down your fucking throat.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, so, so if I don't agree with you, suddenly I'm out. That's it. No more contact. Yeah. You know, what? maybe, maybe you weren't such a good human being after all, and I wasted a lot of time on you.
0: I think there is and a level of what problem. keeping shit okay. private. You know.
2: Yeah, like, I'm going to use the whole. Election of, of Trump. Everybody loved Trump. Trump, 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 great guy. Everyone loved that guy. Or they hated him, one or the one other. On the escalator and said, "I'm going to run for president, the best, biggest president ever." Okay. <laughs>
1: Suddenly,
2: he stuck that man's red stick on TV, shaking hands, grinning and grinning. He, he gave me a lot of money. Suddenly, he's racist. We hate him. We never love him. And I'm like, y'all got a short memory, America, because everybody loved that man. He was the iconic Rags the Riches, you know? Not quite Rags, but...
0: I don't know. Lou, Lou Ferrigno wanted to beat his ass. I that,
2: know. A lot of people want to beat his ass. Well,
0: you, you know, you can't say everybody loved him, because he was already just kind of this playboy <laughs> motherfucker. But, you know, when you go back and look at him, you know, it wasn't this evil thing. He was just a, a business uh, tycoon. He was the classic tycoon.
2: Yeah, what would you do if you had billions of dollars? You'd fly around. I'd be bored. <laughs> do, do really good drugs.
0: Yep, I'd be bored, bored as fuck. Food. Yo, you know, the motherfucker eats at McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's, though. And they asked him, why? You're a fucking billionaire. Why don't you get fucking, you know, lobster from me? And he goes, You don't know what's all over that shit. He's like, Dude, at least I know what exactly safe, prepared food is fucking coming from McDonald's and they have to abide by this fucking clean and regulatory shit while it's open. And that's, like the- that's what he said. And I was like, hmm. And I don't think that, you know, there's this bit, I just, I thought he was like Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen. Yeah. He, you know, he, here's a guy who has all this power. And for all the power that he had, he really just didn't do the right shit with it the end. There was nothing good that came from what he fucking did. And he was racist. And the whole Mexican wall fucking thing was just fucking ridiculous. Because that was all to help human traffic. His fucking select stock of fucking kids from Mexico that he gets to fucking torture later on him and the undead Epstein. And, you know, all these motherfuckers are going to keep fucking taking their penile lands. I'm convinced of it.
2: Do you really believe that he is part of that? I oh, yeah. Not, and that's why they hated him.
0: No, hell no, man. Come on, dude. I
2: don't know. Don't come to me because I got to be the devil's advocate in that. That's, so I okay, like, that's yeah, fine. Why the hell would all of a sudden right. I fucking hate this guy who no. is appearing to allure most of the country into believing that we need to secure our border, which we do? which would, I think, would cut off the drug money and the child trafficking for those rich elites that hate him all of a sudden. And I wanted so badly, Adam, to give that fool the benefit of the doubt,
1: Yep. and then
2: he started tweeting.
1: We'll be right back. Most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll
0: start talking about it. Maybe all. Oh wow. From TriStar Home Pictures comes a movie about life, love, homemade pasta, and death. You mean death, Doc? I'm sorry. You only have six
1: months to live. Oh, well, that changes everything. Here's a story about a
0: man named Jack. He went through his whole life without love. How am I doing? <laughs> no one ever asked me that. We're getting a break. Ah, oh, jeez, the dog just pissed on my pizza. This summer, Jack's going back to where he stopped caring. The answer was right here in my heart. Sometimes we don't find what we need until the end. Jack Nicholson, Kel
2: Burnett. Betty White, and Academy Award winner, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Till death do us part. Starts Friday.
0: Let's wrap this fucker up.
2: And I was like, oh, Lord, this is not what I said. He's got the mentality
0: of a fucking 12-year-old.
2: A fucking 12-year-old baby, a man-child.
0: Not even a man. Not even a man not even a man like more of a kind of a fucking daffodil or
1: <laughs> a
0: sunflower we'll go with sunflower for 300 um you know but uh you know he, he was yeah no okay well the opposing view today i will, okay you know you're you're that's true it's fair to say hey don't come at me like that and that's true and uh you know because that's what we do and we get all hot headed, and then we need to back it up with I, three points.
2: I'm absolutely, you know, I put a point out there that I think a lot of people believe that. They really believe that he was going to save the country and shut that business as usual down and drain that swamp. And you know what? That is the one thing that no politician has ever said at a time when we are all awake enough to know it needs to be done. And I thought, how in the world? Can you get 50% of Americans to follow you? We all know campaign promises are hot air. But everyone wanted to hear putting an end to the crisis at the southern border and taking care of these people the right way, getting America back to work, putting the money back in the Americans' pockets. Drain in the fucking shit swamp of D.C. and and its outer rings. And then for four years, do absolutely none of that. Yeah. Except fight the media every day. If the man had told you the truth, you would have never known it because they would have never let it out. He did not get a fair shake with the media, I believe. And I'm not a Trumper. I'm just saying. I think the guy got a raw shit deal. Because he could have done something really good for this country and they... Something happened because he just stopped fighting. I felt like wow. And then and I don't know if you know about this, there's a whole Christian right underground movement called Nisera Jacera. Huh. They believe it's the it's the full reset. They believe it's the 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 uh, the conclusion of all of the evil on the planet where everything's exposed. And they also believe that Trump is going to be reinstated as president and he's going to walk us to victory because he's God's chosen thing. And I'm like, what in the fuck are y'all talking about right now? You know, I want to believe there's a force out there that's doing the Lord's work. But he ain't, he can't be it. I'm like, I I just, I don't get it. I mean, uh. Um, there's droves of Christians who are praying that he's going to be president again any day now. Any day now. For the last how many months?
0: Oh uh, yeah.
2: And on my final note about politics,
0: <laughs> I'll get a word in one day. That's cool. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I'm
2: going to say one last thing. Damn, son. <laughs> Everybody knows that the president we have right now was installed.
0: What, sleepy joke?
2: Yep. He's a placeholder.
0: And, he's
2: uh, uh, useless. <laughs> and he's, I think it's cool to let a man go up there and do what he's doing while he's losing his marbles.
0: <laughs> and you didn't think Trump was.
2: Not like this, though. This was like. <laughs> This is like shitting your pants, forgetting your fences. It is more
0: Geritol. It's more Geritol style.
2: Yeah. His butt's like, yeah. He's got that Gerald Ford
0: thing going on where he doesn't know how to walk. He
2: doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't
0: know where he is. He doesn't know his fucking name. Yeah, it was Gerald Ford Jr. But the whole, you know, um, no, here it is, man. And he even looks like he even looks like the illegitimate son of fucking Gerald Ford. But um, but also, um, to, uh, just for a side note. Anyway, fucking uh, the Trump thing. You posed a lot of questions, but you kept going with your opinion, and yeah. that's what it is. But the, you know, we're opinionating, and I just wanted to give you the floor to do that. And basically, the re- the retort is is it for me? I believe it's a I believe it's a smokescreen, and they got everybody fooled into believing. That all this shit that you're talking about is actually real. It's not. It's, well, I know it is. Yeah,
2: yeah actually, but, know that it's real, but... People are, or at least it's the internet, and that's perception that people believe that. Right. It could be anything telling you that. You know what I mean? I know that.
0: Uh, my own opinion about it is that, you know, I don't think he is alpha draconian. I think, you know... Um, there is territories out there that the Archons, the Reptilians, and the Palladians would love to go ahead and uh, territorially um, fucking just take on. And due, right. to, due to comments that uh, Trump made about uh, how uh, outer space is a war front, and nobody knew what he was talking about. It was so esoteric. He was just like, you know, why do you want to fucking fund space so bad? But if you match that with the fact that Gaia is coming, and if you see these secret photos, they're not altered either. And the guy's name was Dill Martin. He's dead now. He was a, uh, I'm not sure what tribe Native American he was, but he was Native American. And uh, I don't want to misspeak what tribe he was, but um, he was full-blooded, man. And he was a Nebrew hunter. And right when the first fucking week, uh, the inside the first, okay, because um, Trump was elected in November of, uh, what, 16? Yeah. Okay, so by April of 16, you got your first conspiracy, which you probably don't recall, but it was called Operation Gotham Shield. You ever heard of that one?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: That was this fucking project that uh, supposedly they were putting a shield around Manhattan because of, uh, of Nibiru coming so close to the earth at that point. Now, I, you know, <laughs> it all does connect, man. See, the alpha draconians, they're already here. These guys are addicted to kids. Trump fucks kids, too. And they all need to be fucking indicted. Sleepy Joe, Trump, Obama, Michelle Obama is in, is indicted also on this fucking list. And everybody, oh my God, I don't believe it. It's like, I don't give a fuck what you fucking believe by this point. See, because it needs to be indicted once there's accusations on a, on a global scale. That which people are, they're, they're not just talking about here, they're talking about in fucking Bangkok, they're talking about in Oslo, they're talking about in fucking Norway. It's like, dude, this is people know that there is a strong possibility, especially with fucking hairdo from fucking ancient aliens telling you this post hypnotic suggestive shit for 15 fucking years. That Oh, and what does the hairdo guy say? He says, Aliens totally came down here and totally did massive bong rips. And then the next scene is this guy with no face with this fucking voice. And I brought it up on a fucking show a long time ago. I haven't brought it up in a while. That's post-hypnotic suggestion. You don't see the guy's face and he's sitting behind you in a way. And he's like, could it be that aliens came down here and fucking did massive bong rips? It's like... Well, that's what fucking hairdo just fucking said that they did do. He didn't say maybe they did. He said they did do it. And when you listen to the narrative, that's what they're saying. That will drill it. That's MKUltra tactic. That's KGB fucking Russian black book fucking brainwash decompartamentalization bullshit. And, you know, they've been doing it because they are getting ready to come down here, bro. And I think that's what they'll try to interfere with the SEALs. They'll try to fucking, you know, you got three entities, two are real. One is Shiva. Shiva's in charge of CERN. You brought up CERN way earlier.
2: Yeah, her effigy is out front.
0: That's right. So they pray Shiva. Now, what's Shiva? What's his deal? He's the god of fucking creation creation and and destruction. That's right. And that's all these guys are trying to hide because they know. That. They are addicted to these fucking kids. They're going to keep rancherying them because they can't exit the planet. And the reason they're in Iraq, which you know damn well, is the size of fucking Akron, Ohio. Yep. Uh, you know, you don't have to be there 20 years keeping it a fucking burn pit, bro. And sending 400,000 forces a fucking year. Why? Who are you fucking wiping out, dude? The shit's over. It's... It was fake to begin with. 9-11 was a scam. The planes were fucking Project Blue Beam for everybody who knows this elementary school shit by now. It is elementary school. It is. By now? It's fucking like, we're already past this shit. We should be spiritually expanding. That's the maturity of it, you know, for me. And it's like, it's not playing politics and not even getting close to this shit. And you wouldn't want these guys around your kids. If Trump came no. over, you'd feel the fucking pedophile fuck. And I don't think he's a reptilian. I think he's a human. But I think he knows he works with reptilians very damn well. And I think he's got it all. He'll, he'll come back with the Space Force. It'll be the Trump Space Force. And they have to fucking have him because he's the one that, you know, fucking ends up, you know, wiping out Elon Musk because that was fake to begin with. The only thing was Elon Musk fucking put the uh, the space train in the sky. I saw it like three times. Yeah. And um, the one uh, time, you know, I noticed they looked like giant projection fucking you know boxes, and I could see it kind of in a way. And I was like, huh, how how hard would it be to fucking pull a Salvador Dali? Which, by the way, if you guys didn't know, Salvador Dali did create the first hologram, and it it was Alice Cooper. He used Alice Cooper as his art and created the first 3D hologram. And how hard would it be here in the future to do this Dali fucking projector fucking thing with 30 more cameras to make it look fucking ultra real?
1: Oh, yeah,
0: dude. And to use harp, which is the classic knowledge from back then, that, uh, hey, you can pinpoint a sound in someone's ear individually, and you can break it up into eight billion components, and everybody whose name is Adam will hear their name in their fucking ear. And when you see this fucking giant, you know, thing coming out of the sky that looks like Jesus, and, you know, man, it's just like, you can't believe this shit. Man, you know, if it's my boss... You're going to have light coming out of your asshole. That's how you fucking know it's Jesus. Okay, motherfucker?
1: It's coming from
0: within, not outside. And all this shit is, hey, man, it's got to come to an end. There's going to be more exposure on this. You want to talk more about this on future episodes? Yeah. I like it, too.
2: Kind of where I want to go with this whole show.
0: Yep. And uh, I think it's the most important. I think the direction, you know, this is a good icebreaker show. You know, and I think, you know, getting things out and and the honesties of uh, situations and all this other shit, you know, you kind of get a direction of who's talking to you out there. And I think, you know, this is where me and Todd have always been. We've always known this kind of
1: shit.
2: Yeah, I was like almost like every time you see something on the news, I've always been like, well, that's part of the story. I wonder what really happened. Yeah. Because, you know... And I had that feeling ever since I was a kid. Didn't know any better. I didn't know what a conspiracy theory was. Yeah. But as I got older and started educating myself, doing a lot of reading, you know, it, it doesn't happen on you. I'm not on YouTube University like so many people. This is going and finding, reading, you know, like writings and opening books. Like, this uh, is how we got to do it, man. Here at the uh, uh, Somebody printed uh, uh, the Book of Enoch. I went and checked it out and read it.
0: That's an episode.
2: It's a bit of a hard read, dude.
0: And it's short. Yeah. It's not it long.
2: No, three days. Yeah. You know, I was like, easy. But it was a hard read because...
0: He's flying through space. He's physically going to heaven. And you'll get these guys who are who are going to argue you, too. Maybe we should talk about it a future episode about how guys are... No, he was just having an outer body experience. I'm like, that's not what happened.
2: That's not it. And, and Jonah didn't go in a whale. Did
0: he? Yeah, it was some beast-ass motherfucker.
2: He went into some sort of Starcraft.
0: Oh, you think so? You don't think he went undersea?
2: Yeah, but it was... They showed him the entire universe. Oh wow!
0: I have never heard that shit. Well,
2: I'm just I said Jonah's in the whale, and he swallowed by a, a taken into some form of craft on the ocean, and he was shown everything.
0: To be continued, brother. We're there. at fifty nine thirty and closing in. Well, I, and I want to thank you uh, for there. being there you here, here, man.
2: Thanks for taking time out of your big, very busy day, my man. And uh, so busy, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And having this chat because we've always wanted to do this.
0: I do. And, uh, this is all I'm doing these days.
2: <laughs> I intend to do some more of this, and uh, you know, as, as we can, and uh, stay hip, stay cool, stay alert, stay alive. Train like you fight.
0: Hang on the horn, bro. I'll be right back.
2: You'll return after these messages.
0: Ah, what a wonderful, wonderful time I just had. The best brother a mad doctor could have. (laughs) And I feel the same way. (laughs) Mm. You should hear, uh,
1: I wish you guys could have been
0: there in a way being right at 16 meeting Todd and uh, <laughs> hearing him play this and i know bowie would have been fucking stoked to hear his fucking cover man in dishes.
1: he could let my smiling
0: I just love the song.
1: Came on so loaded, man. Well hung snow white
0: yeah, I'd I never really heard it. You know, I heard it when I was a kid. And I was like, that's a cool song, you know. But when I learned how to play guitar, this was a... Uh, The song that I never ended up covering, never, I never even tried to fucking play it, to be honest. Never did. I'm just a failed imitation of the fucking brother. And I wasn't meant to do everything great. Sometimes you just gotta give other people the floor, dude. And it ain't just about me. I think that's why I ended up doing the show, you know, because it wasn't about me, and I believe in God. And God was like, get every motherfucker you can on this fucking show, because they're all gold. And you know what, I may not talk to these motherfuckers ever again that I get on here. Like I said, my brother, I'm always going to talk to you. You know? But, uh, <laughs> it was because I realized I'd done so much shit, man. And sometimes I was more talk than action. So I figured a show was a way to be able to be both, you know? It's talk and action. I'm not going to put up with anybody putting up uh, with any shit, you know? I'm not going to put up with fucking crap. But I'll put up with my fucking brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll
0: talk to you guys fucking soon. And I love you all. We'll have Todd back soon. Reverend Todd Brown. Adios. Oh, fuck you, Facebook. You've been listening to Adam Aaron D. GED. Underground Cartoon Therapy. i player <laughs> <laughs> <coughs>